Hi, welcome everybody. So glad you could be here with us today. So today I have my beautiful friend Lois here and she is going to talk about her amazing gift of mediumship. Is that what we decided to call it? Yes. yes. Okay, <laughs> awesome. So welcome. Hi Terry. I'm so glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad it finally worked out I know, us. I know. I haven't seen you in a while. It's good to see you. You too. So tell us, how did you discover this gift about yourself? That is a that is a a tough question to answer. Okay. I remember um, hanging out with my brother in another medium. Um, my brother, at the age of eight, had open heart surgery, and back in the day, back in let me see that it would have been the early sixties. Wow. They didn't cut you down the front; they cut you half open. And he was able, during this surgery, when they took his heart, literally took his heart out of him, out of him, um, he was able to float above his body and go visit my parents in the waiting room uh, during the surgery. And when they put him all back together, and he came home from that moment with that experience, he was able to see spirits and communicate with them and um, it was really scary to him and he told my mother what was going on and she said don't you ever talk about that again and um, you know don't say anything to anybody else in the family because right. everyone's going to think you're crazy right so I never knew this about him and so one day out of the blue he said Lois, I'm going to go with Christine, this, this woman, and um, we're going to go see about doing mediumship together. And I just kind of looked at him, and I said, I want to go. So I went with them, and um, they began to do things like with flame card readings and beginning to look at the cards and then tell people what they saw about their past, present, and future. And so I began to... Um, market them. I began to collect the money and, and things like that. And I remember one time um, they were looking for an answer for somebody and neither one of them had an answer. And Christine looked at me and she said, well, what are you getting? And I said, nothing. And after that event, I went home and I went outside and I looked up in the sky and I said, why can they do this? And I can't. And I began to get into energy. And the first bit of energy and understanding energy I got into was Reiki. And so I did Reiki 1, 2, and then became a master um, at Reiki. And once I began to get into Reiki and I began to be able to feel energy, then I began to hear energy. So when I would touch a person or be near a person, um, the first, I, rem I still remember to this day the first thing that I saw. I saw a horse with somebody. And I said, did you have a horse as a child while well, I'm doing Reiki with them? And they said, oh my God, yes. And I began to describe it to them, so forth and so on. So I was fascinated that I was able to do that while doing Reiki. So then people began to ask me to do a reading on them. And I'm like, well, the only way I can do a reading is if I'm doing Reiki on you. Right. So anyway, it evolved yeah. from that moment. And um, How old were you when you first... Were you a teenager? No, I was uh, 42. Oh, wow. I was 42. Wow. I'm 60 right now. 
And, um, but looking back at the process of all this, I realized I was always doing it. I didn't know what I was doing it. Okay. And I didn't know, I just thought it was just, you know, what everybody's life was like. Right. And so after I, um, so when you have one person and you do a reading, then one person refer usually refers five other people and so the business grew so fast it was like two thousand people within a year wow that i had and um so i was very conscientious about my readings because i never people live and die by what you say and i wanted to, didn't want to hurt anyone right. so i thought and it was beginning to scare me so i thought you know what i need to go find a teacher i need to go find somebody so the first set of teachers, a uh, teacher that I had was from the Edgar Casey uh, Foundation. She came into town and I did her class and so forth and so on. And, and she looked at me out of a hundred people and she said, you're going to be on TV. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, right. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm ready for this. So it got to a point where my readings we're getting so accurate, we're getting so good, we're getting so, and people were, famous people were, were, were coming to me, and it was scaring me, and I'm like, okay, maybe I need to figure this out a little bit more. Right. So I saw this class in New York, and it was James von Prague. Oh, I love him. And um, I decided to take his intensive course, and I went there. And this was do or die for me, it was either I was going to do this, right. continue doing this and doing it well, or I was going to go there with all these people who thought they could do it and realize I wasn't very good at right. this. So I went there and um, what I realized is that I was really good at it compared to everybody else that was there. And I, you sit at a group, you get with a group and you sit at a table and one time there was a break and I was just standing there by myself in James von Prague. There was a thousand people in the room. He walked up to me. And I mean, I never went out of my way to talk to him because it was like, you know, who am I to talk to him? Right. And he walked up to me and he said, I want you to be one of the ones that come up with me to do a reading. And my eyes got real big. <laughs> sure. And I said, um, I don't think so. And he goes, you should come up with me. And so wow, after, I got the, after the break, he said, okay, who wants to come up and do a reading with me? And he looked right at me and I'm like this. <laughs> so somebody else volunteered and they went out there. So how it worked was if someone did a reading for you and it was you they were talking about that they figured out their mediumship reading was oh, for, right. and you had to go on stage and do the next reading. So I'm like, yes, I'm out of this. Oh, so no. the person did a reading for someone. Well, they broke down so bad and they were crying that he needed another volunteer. And so he says, okay, who wants to come up next and do a reading? And so again, he looks at me and I don't know what picked me up, but I, my foot, my feet started walking one in front of the other. And I walked up on stage and I began to do a reading with names and with everything. And um, he, he said, you're not, he said, you're getting the information, but you're not doing it right. He said, turn around. And I turned around. He said, close your eyes. He said, now just talk. And I just started talking. And so 
it was it was very accurate it was right there and so forth and so on. when I was done I just automatically hugged him I said thank you for making me do this so I got off the plane so I left New York got off the plane on a high and I thought if I don't do group readings like I had just did on stage, right. I will never do this because mm -hmm. my fears will t take over. So I got off the plane, contacted f friends and family and, and clients that I knew would show up, reserved a room. The very next Saturday, had 25 to 30 people show up in a room. I began to do what they call gallery reason readings or um, what I call spirit message forms. And I you just did one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I began, and that's how I began doing the very large um, readings in a room. And so it was like, then that wasn't enough. So then I went to um, Houston to study with Lisa Williams, who is uh, very well known. She was discovered by Merv Griffin. And I studied <laughs> with her twelve twice, uh, one in Santa Monica and, and one in um, um, Dallas. Okay. And um, so from then I just... It's like building a muscle. You just keep doing it, and spirit, you trust spirit. Spirit trusts you, and um, I am so honored and touched that I found the strength and the courage and the spirits pushing me to be able to help people in this manner. Yes. And I'm very humbled by it. Yes, and it's. A, I mean, I have had friends who, um, and, and relatives who have had this gift and, and been extremely terrified. Um, when it's first come to light for them, but or, you know, have come to embrace it, most of them. Um, and I, what a beautiful gift. And, but I can understand how it would be scary. And um, yes, but what a wonderful gift to share with others. I remember the first time I met you, and you were talking, talking, talking in this direction. All of a sudden, you turned your head and looked at me, and pointed at me, and said, "You need to be a preacher." And I was like, "Like Jesus?" And you know, like I was thinking, like you, and you were like, "No, not like you know." Like religion, you need to be up on the stage telling your story. You need to be telling your story, and you need to finish that book, is what you said. And I was like, "Holy cow!" Like I was like, "Wow!" I did my eyes again, like we're this big. Like, oh my god, how did right. she know this? Right. And it was all about. And soon after, I got invited to speak, and my first time up talking, telling my story. And mm -hmm. now it's it's what I need to be doing with my life. Right. Yeah. You know, for me, it isn't telling people it's empowering people with what they already know right yes that's what it is that's for soul me. calling that you keep that I kept having like uh, you know how am I gonna do that how right. am I gonna do that right. and then yes and then it was like when that invitation came that I was like I do need to be honest I do need to tell my story yes 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 we yeah. all need to show up with what the gifts and talents that we have and we need to share them Right. And that is what I like to get people to do, is share your gifts and talents, your spirit. You're a descendant of the highest spiritual being that exists. Yes. Get your going. Yes, Ellen, I love that. <laughs> I read, right now I'm reading um, the translation of the Tao by Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's Change Your Thoughts. I, f I forget what the title of the book is, but so powerful. And the chapter I read yesterday was along those lines of, I, and I, I found it so deep, it was, you cannot die mm -mm. and you cannot be harmed because you are not this body. No. You are the spirit that dwells within this body. Your body's going to die, your body can be harmed, but you are never going to die. Right. And you, and so when, 
when you learn to live through spirit and connect through spirit, it's such a shift. It's so powerful. Well, what I like to do is when I find someone that's, well, they, they come in my presence of, you know, they're so scared of dying. Yeah. I'm like, you're just a vibration. It, what difference does it make where you're vibrating? Does it, what dif difference, which dimension you're living in? Right. You're always going to be on a path of trying to find the best you. Yes. It doesn't matter where you're at. Right, right. And you have the ability to help your loved ones left behind more on the other side than you do here. Yes. And that is what I realized with my mother, is that I did not have a great relationship with my mother, but when my oldest daughter went to Florida, and it was the first time one of my kids left home, closed my What's interesting about that is I was asked by a spiritual group to do a, um, when they realized that the shamans and the mediums had the power to um, direct the people or to give them the advice and direction to rule themselves, they didn't like that. And so they went after the mediums and the, and the shamans and put this, tried to make them in such a negative light. And because they then told the people that they were the gods, that they were the people that they had to go to and whatever came out of their mouth was pure and what was best for everyone. And I do believe that's put in the Bible for reasons of control and power back in the day, just like there's a lot of other negative things that sure. are in the Bible sure. that are put in there. And I believe it's out of fear or out of control. Yes. Um, media, I, and I also want to say that I have been all over the world and I'm just being honest with you. There are a lot of good mediums out there and there's a lot of good people who do good work. But there's also a lot of bad people mm -hmm. who want to do it because um, people get desperate and people want information about their loved ones, in particular children. And people want information and direction when they are desperate and maybe they don't want to live anymore. And I have run into a lot of people who use numerology or they use um, uh, things that they have memorized with tarot yeah. cards or they have memorized things and so they want your name and or they want your birth date or they want these things and so all they're going to do is give you a reading on what they have memorized in regard right. to information you have given them but they want to call themselves either a medium, medium or a um, psychic right. and to me I want names I want information that only my sitter knows so that they know I'm talking to that person right. Right. Um, just like a minute ago I didn't know that your parents had a, a brother that they had lost so I want to say things to people before they tell me something so that they know I'm legit and that the other side is um, giving me the information right and I always do prayer protection um, so that only energies from light to come I don't want anything to do with haunted houses I don't want anything to do with low-level energies um, because they will they will hurt you. They will bring you down. Right. But um, in regard to myths and things like that, um, I feel like 
I feel like you know immediately whether a medium or a psychic is credible. Yes. yes. And that's important to me. And I have told the other side a number of times, if I shouldn't be do this, take this away from me. Because I do not want to harm or hurt anyone. Right. Right. No, and I, I had no doubt like, when I met you, well, your energy, I just, again, I think, um, I don't have mediumship gifts, but I have empathic, like, it, it's an energy sort of thing. Um, where I can just pick up on, and there's just, you, I just feel drawn to certain people and connections to certain people. Right. Um, and I saw a friend of mine had asked me to go see a psychic, Thomas Winlow. Yeah. Um, and, oh my gosh, it was just so powerful because, again, he brought up, he was like, your parents, um, you know, lost a, or your brother's here, your brother's here so mm -hmm. with your dad. And I was like, oh, because I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And right. he, and well, then two days later, I saw my mom and I said, didn't you have a miscarriage? Did you lose a baby between me and Katie? And she was like, yeah, Jay. And I was like, oh, mom? Like, how far along were you? And she's like, oh, we didn't talk about those kinds of things. Right. And so that's why I never knew. Right. And so then I was like, holy cow, like he so knew something that no one, he couldn't have found on Facebook or he couldn't right. have seen anywhere because I didn't even know. Right. And so that was, that was a very powerful moment for me. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you. Um, and then one of my favorite questions that I love to throw out. All right, working good. Um, if you could meet anyone in the world, dead or, alive, dead or alive, who could help you with this gift, who would it be? You know, I've thought about doing more study with people, and I don't think that's where I need to be um, just because of... Um, what I've experienced. Right. Um, to be honest with you, there's really no one dead or alive I really want to meet other than whoever comes to me needs to have as a spirit in their life to lighten their load, to make them raise, be able to raise themselves at a higher vibration. There's no one spirit to me that's more important than another dead or alive. And I am just honored to be a vessel, to be a channel, um, and just make any spirit that wants a better life. What a great answer. I mean, to think about that, that we're all energy, we're all spirit, we're all, we all come from source. The source. Right. Mm -hmm. You sucked it right out of my head. We all come from source. And so, um, you know, some people call it God, some people call it universe, comes, whatever it is, but mm -hmm. we come from this. And right, no one person is any more important or, or better than any other because um, we all are the same. Exactly. We're, We're all, all identical, the same. so exactly. there's no competition. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a really awesome, beautiful answer. I love it. Um, all right. Uh, and your so, what do you do as your job? Is this part of your job? Um, or is this a, I don't know if I have a job. Okay. Um, <laughs> I people seek me out all the time. So when I started my business back in two thousand four, I have seen thousands of people until this point. My husband retired back in two thousand and five. Uh, no, twenty fifteen. Sorry, twenty fifteen. And I kind of just, if someone contacts me and needs my help, 
Um, I'm going to help them. Um, do I think there should be an exchange of energy if they have it? Yes. Exchange of energy means to me um, that I help you, you help me some way, whether that's monetary or whether that's in an exchange of, of something else. Um, and I will be honest, most of it is monetary because, you know, people don't really have any many much exchange or time these days. Right. So I am contacted probably by four or five people every single morning in a tizzy with life. And um, when I pulled up in your driveway, I was doing EFT on somebody over the phone. And when I do EFT, it's listening to spirit too. So to me, it's, it's the same. It's just what you want to call it using the modalities. But um, this, I don't know if I want to call it a job as much as I want to call it an honor. Very cool. And so EFT is Emotional Freedom Techniques. Technique. And mm -hmm. uh, very powerful. Yes. Um, a tapping is what yes. they'll call it. And so you go through a hole, like it's it's pressure points, is that what it is? And Yeah, yeah it's, it's pressure points on the meridian lines. Um, I was, you know, I studied uh, uh, with Gary Craig, who was the original founder and so forth, and a few other people. But just like everything else in my life, I get trained in it, and then I allow spirit to customize it for me. Right. So with Gary Craig, you know, he has a set patterns and set ways how to do things, so forth and so on. Um, but what I do is I allow spirit to talk through me to that person okay and so I go in and find I listen to what the root cause of um, the root cause of what is holding a person hostage do the first round of EFT on that and then replace it with new programming that makes them feel like they're super empowered and right. to look at it the total opposite way that they're looking at it that is holding them hostage. Yes. Well, and I found EFT to be so incredibly powerful because when we, we first went through it, it was um, so much focus on that horror. Like, like we were walking through it and talking through it. And, um, and then, yeah, and then it was turned around, um, which I thought was really cool. And I, I meant to say this earlier, too, but Jen had gone through two of the Reiki trainings um, and she she didn't end up finishing it but she was using me as a guinea pig and so she would be like all right let me you know probably and it was all about that because she's got very healing hands tremendous heat and energy comes and she's always been told by everybody oh my gosh you need to be a healer you need to yeah. be a healer like she just she just has it right and so she would do it and so I would be like lying on this table or you know in the bed or whatever and she'd be doing this and then I'd be like god I've seen like like fluorescent purples and yes. I would be the one seeing the colors and she'd be like I'm the one who's supposed to be seeing these colors and I'm like I don't know why but I would get these bursts of colors depending on where yeah. she was and it was crazy and so she couldn't understand why I was the one getting it and I said I think we're exchanging energy somehow like I don't know I didn't understand it very fully but yeah, but cool. but no, um, people that I've done Reiki on have had incredible colors. Okay, had cool. Incredible experiences going somewhere in their childhood. I've even had a couple people feel like they're levitating and they're opening their eyes, throwing their arms up because oh, they're scared yeah. that they're yeah. you know floating in the air. Um, but there's no. What I love about energy is there's no. There's no rules. 
Right. There's no. It's all about intention, yes. and and it's all about allowing spirit to give you what it is you need. Yes. And stop trying to control life. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think with in my particular situation, being I had all that negative energy like, like stored. Yeah. And I had never been taught how to release it, mm -hmm. and so in all of these different avenues, from Reiki to healing touch to um, the EFT to the EMDR yeah. therapy, yeah. all of that, I love it that I filled my toolbox with so yes. many, because I think I, I think I was letting little bits of it out. And, and it may have been a control thing where I was like, just I have to hold on to it. Um, and I released it and released it and released it and released it. And now, you know, yeah, do I still have some issues? Yeah. I may or may not ever release it all, um, but I'm, I'm okay. being very patient with myself. And yeah, and that's exactly it. Now I tell myself it's okay. I'm gentle with myself. Yes. Which is huge. And I tell people that when I when I tell my story, is um, one of the most powerful things I've learned is um, a friend of mine had said I think I was reading Waking the Tiger, which is a book, and one of the most power it was just like hit me in the forehead was be gentle with yourself. And I thought, holy shit. I don't, I don't even know how to do that. Like, right. be gentle with myself. <laughs> and then once I learned that, then I started to allow those things mm -hmm. to, and I allowed that energy to start to release. But, oh my gosh, energy. Crazy powerful. Yes. The impact it has on us. Yes. yes very much so. Very cool. Well, I, I feel honored to have met you and to your gift and, um, I mean, not just your gift. I, I love it that you've shared certain things with me, but I just think... What you do for people is such a blessing. And Thank you. Yeah, just beautiful. I, I, I truly do. It's beautiful. Um, all right, well, we've talked about, I think I've asked most of my questions because you've told me why it's important to you. And, oh, one of the ones, if you could reach, you know, as many people. Do you have a target audience that you like to reach? Um, or is there anyone in particular that you think particularly needs um, the gifts that you offer? Um. Well, I think everyone. Right. <laughs> I think everyone, um, if they're open to it, and if they're not open to it, it's okay. I understand. Right. And, you know, it's mostly um, the the men that aren't open to it, and it's just because of how our brains are designed. It's not of any, um, you know, fault of their own or right. anything of that nature. Um, but I used to think I had to control my business. I used to think that I had to, you know, these people or that people were, you know, to hell with them because they're, you know, holy rollers and all this other kind of stuff. And what I have learned over since 2000 is that there's nothing to control. There's nothing to worry about. And I just allow, and Spirit knows this, that wherever I'm supposed to be, I will be. Whoever's supposed to come will come. Um, I do readings for many skeptics and they usually men and they cry like babies and um, then they beg me to know when they can come back right and yeah I, I guess what's coming to me right now is if I could really um, talk to men I feel like men are, are more lost sometimes than women are and I just feel like if they can just learn to be and not learn to have to be 
and control and have all these expectations put on them. Um, I would just love to teach them about energy. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to help anybody and anyone, but I just really feel like men would be an amazing, an amazing, children are amazing with energy. Yes, agree. And how powerful, because, you know, I instantly think of my sons, and I think um, there's so many times that I just want to be like, oh my gosh, you know, just allow this to, to flow to you, and, and it's okay, you're okay. Like, I just want to tell them that. I send my dad to them often, and my grandma Kitty. I send, you know, I'll be like, you know, whisper into their hearts and, you know, guide them and hold their hand. And, yeah, um, because I get, I get what you're saying. I think there's a societal, I mean, you said the brains are wired differently, but there's such a societal pressure, too, I think. Yes. Um, on, like, women, what I see, you know, women, we're all... We're like expected to be all feely, touchy kind of stuff, which mm -hmm. is all of that and in tune with all of that. And then men, um, I don't know if it's a stigma or, yeah. like. But the amazing thing about men is when you get on one-on-one -on -one and you do this type of thing with them, men are touchy-feely and really want, yes. men just want to be loved. They want, I feel like most men, especially of our generation, I really feel like it would be so good for them to, close their eyes and go back to being a child and allowing people to hug them and touch them and allowing themselves to cry and um, I really feel like they need that but because it's like it's so easy to get them back to being little boys again yes oh that made me tear up because it's it's so true and it's um, you know I know some beautiful beautiful men and and they're these particular souls that I'm thinking of I'm, I'm so drawn to them because they are very in touch with um, the, the spirit side of themselves and, and that inner child and being silly and goofy and just, mm -hmm. yeah, just being, mm -hmm. yeah, without expectation. And that's just to me like so cool. Yeah. I, I love it. I agree. I love it. That's heaven on earth. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know if only we could all be, be like that, right? I think that's why I love teaching preschool for so many years um, because it's just being able to be a kid mm -hmm. with the kids, mm -hmm. you know, and be silly and dance on paper plates spinning around the room and, you know, and just be goofy. Right. It was just fun. And, and another thing is, you know, along that line of watching, as I look back in time, when I went down to the writer's workshop, Mike Dooley, I think, was one of the speakers up on stage as an author, and he was talking about how, you know, as you go through things in your life and you think, um, why am I going through this? What What is the purpose of this? But then when you when you get here and you look back at that trail, you go, oh, that's why I needed that. That's why that was there. That's why this happened. And you see how it all plays out in that in that spirit and yeah. in the guidance. And you think it's really crappy that something's happening to you, but man, did it need to happen. You know? Yes, I know that very well. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so, and, but it's, I mean, it's so hard to go through it at the moment. But then once you get through, you're like, all right. You know, because I've had arguments with somebody who said, when I would be like, well, everything happens for a reason. And they'd be like, oh, I hate that saying. And I'd be like, well, really, it does. <laughs> because it's, it's guiding us to where we need to be in our lives. So, very cool. All right. How are we doing on time? Oh, we still have a few minutes if you anything else that you want to talk about or touch on at all. Um people
can't put a finger on me. People can't. I, I, I guess what I want to say is don't live life with a plan. Like last Sunday, we were supposed to leave to go to Vegas on Monday, and it was going to snow Sunday night. And I said, let's go today. And so, called his brother, got some passes, and we flew out on Sunday instead of Monday. And we ended up staying at three hotels, and someone said, why'd you stay at three hotels? I said, because I guess I needed to. And it's, it, and they said, well, we need to plan. And I feel like you miss out so much on life when you plan your life. Mm -hmm. Instead of beginning to put energy and planning towards things you want to do, but then allowing all the other direction from spirit to enhance that journey, that direction, that plan of what you want to do. Because when we try to plan so much, we miss out on so many incredible people and events and experiences yes. when we think we know best. Yes. And all I know is my spiritual partner on the other side already knows what my plan was when I got here, knows what's best for me. I allow her to be in the driver's seat. And I know that's really hard for people, and I know that's really scary for people, but when that happens is when so many amazing things that I couldn't have planned take place. Like walking down the street in in uh, California and ended up on The Price is Right. I, had, <laughs> I was commandeered and I ended up on the stage and I ended up in the final showcase and I had no plans to be on the show that day. And so many events like that have taken place in my life where I end up somewhere where I have no idea I'm going to be. And I love it because it's this excitement. It's a rush for me to never know what's going to happen. Right. And I love believing in gray. Black and white, I like gray. Oh my gosh, I just, I wrote that in my book proposal about living in the grayscale world mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, the black and white part. And um, and so I actually said, in the world of grayscale, and talked about, yeah, that what I teach it's people, a great place to be. What I teach people is gray is heaven, black and white is hell. Ah. Yeah, because it's so strict and it's so yes. like this Legend. is it yeah. yes and there is no fluctuating and there is no going with the flow yeah we're gray there's infinite numbers of gray exactly ah <laughs> beautiful <laughs> very profound i love it all right anything else no thank you terry for oh allowing me gosh. to um allow spirit to speak today yes. and um just for your beautiful energy and oh, spirit and, and enhancing my life Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on air, and I can't wait to share it on on the Facebook page and out in the world for everybody to listen to. I think it's so cool, and I don't know if I said this to every to the listening audience, but we've been downloaded in nine countries now: um, Japan, Germany, the UK, um, Trinidad and Tobago, um, which I did not realize was one country, um, and I'm trying to think of something. Australia. So, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm leaving out a few others, but it was so cool. So thank you for listening in the United States and all over the world. Very cool. All right, everyone, we'll take care of yourselves and remember to be gentle with yourselves. And I will see you in two weeks. We're going back to the two-week program.
All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.